Forge, the greatest drink you could ever drink, makes you stronger, faster, better at podcasting. The most delicious thing you've ever put in your mouth. Surge! Surge! Take one drink and show all the women why you are awesome. Surge! Certifiably makes your penis bigger. Surge! Just look at the can and your parents will like you more and be proud of all of your accomplishments, even if they're nothing. Surge! Not a sponsor. All right, and we are back to talk about episode two. And I'm sorry to tell you this, Anakin, but we are going to trash it a little bit. How can you do this? Uh, very easily, actually. Um, now, uh, we want to talk about the good. What uh, Matt is with us. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Matt, mm-hmm. I understand this is your favorite of the prequels. Yeah, and I, that doesn't mean that it's the best, but it is my favorite. Okay. Uh, what it has to do with is just the, the overall story. Um, I love the clone planet. I love more Obi-Wan. Yeah. I love more Padme. It's about time we get to the second prequel yeah. movie and get more Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, and Count Dooku, real villain. I mean, yeah. so great. I do like uh, the planet Camino. I do like the clone planet and also the aliens who are in charge of it, those creatures. I thought the design was really cool. So that was definitely a real positive about this uh, specific movie. One thing I found interesting is you brought up Count Dooku. He actually doesn't appear. He appears in the opening crawl, but he doesn't appear in the movie until 76 minutes in. Mm. I found that really interesting that he's mentioned in the crawl, but he doesn't show up until Obi-Wan's on Geonosis. Right. He's like in the background. He's lurking. Yeah, he's lurking. But there's at least an idea of more of a threat out there, at least. Um what else did you think was good? Anything? Well, um, I guess it really just has more to do with uh, the better stories on uh, the Emperor, and um, we get a little bit more of him. We get a little bit more of the, um, I don't know, I guess the uh, the clones and all that. I was trying to think of another point that doesn't have to do with the couple of points that I've already made. Those are the best parts, but they're through they're long throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Those are the best parts, but they're really elongated. So there's not that many great points, yeah. but they're really good points. The lightsaber battles in this are really great, too. That is um, true. That's what I was going to say. Some of the action in this movie, I really like the Yoda fight. Even though Yoda is full CGI, mm. and I'm normally a big proponent for practical effects, I really like what they did with him in his fight against Count Dooku, the way he's flipping around. And even though he's small, he does a lot with his uh, mobility. I thought that was really great. And I like the whole kind of gag where he's using his cane. And then he uses the cane to walk off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. So yeah, speaking of the CGI in this is a huge step above what it was in mm. the first movie. I mean, big time. We're talking about <clears throat> ten times better. <laughs> it, it is a lot better. So that that we can put that up as a positive. I mean, Yoda yeah. looks really good. Jar Jar looks better. Still annoying, but better. Yeah. The the character CGI is pretty great, but mm-hmm. I would say that the background scenery is still pretty lacking because you kind of get that character glow around it. Okay, yeah. When they're in front of mm-hmm. the green screen, and uh, especially during the Count Dooku fight, where we get to see Yoda bust some moves, which is interesting. You kind of see like this glow like have you ever gotten a board game back in the 90s and it came with like a vhs accessory tape and then (laughs) it's like a fantasy thing of people fighting and you can tell it's just like random people pasted on a 
video game background. Was, right. Speaking of the glow, I think a lot of the problems with CGI modern days, and this is not just with the prequels, but with all yeah. movies, is I think a lot of the difficulties are subconscious. When you watch the movie, you don't really realize it like consciously, but you can always tell the difference between computer-generated yeah. and real things. And that's why practical effects just go so much further because there's no separation between what's actually there and what's computer generated. Yeah. Uh, one thing, this is a little bit off topic, but how come we can get realistic aliens and creatures and ships and cars through CGI, but we can't actually get someone driving a car to look realistic with right. like scenery going by in the window? Or realistic photos of families <laughs> in movies. Because it always looks super sh- photoshopped, like at the beach. Like, hey, like you could just take a picture at the your movie. You have the budget to <laughs> right, just take a right. beach picture with the cast instead of well, especially pasting driving. faces. Like, why not just film someone driving? It's not that dangerous. Yeah. It, it really isn't, especially if you empty out the road. But it seems like there's still a lot of there's like... plenty of capability. Side, yeah. It just, it, yeah. That's funny, but anyhow. Anyhow, back back on topic. Um, Positives. We're on positives. Yeah, we're on positives. positives. And on positives, we have Padme. Padme uh, is a great character. Um, Now senator, now uh, grown up a little bit more, um, now Mm. clearly more developed, more like the uh, queen character that she portrayed in the first episode. Yeah. Just a really solid character. Really yeah. solid character. Natalie Portman is a good actress, you know, and um, she does pull her weight. And I really like the whole um, middle to end sequence in this where they get tied up to the poles, you know, and there's like the tiger creature. Yeah. And, um, the arena. And they, I thought that was a pretty cool fight scene. Um, I thought that was some cool development. I was glad that Padme really holds her own. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I think that's good. Uh, some of the stuff I liked with this one is we do finally start to see, I guess, <laughs> the character Anakin like struggling with certain things. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, at least the ideas there to kind of move that story along. Um, I, I think uh, Natalie Portman does a much better job in this movie than the other one. I think episode one was a real shock for her to just kind of be like, and I talked to a ping pong ball. Well, she has actually a pretty small part. A lot of what we like kind of mix up as an audience is her body garb and her herself. And and she actually, when you really wind back and look at the full movie, she has a pretty small part in that. And this, she actually Mm. has a lot more room, but something that both her and Hayden Christensen totally got wrong was the chemistry of their relationship. Yeah. And so you see a lot of that weakness in this movie. Um, Yeah. It's, it's immature, which, and they are so, and I just, they're supposed to be a little bit more mature at this point. Right. And I also just had a little bit of a shock where it's like he was eight in the last movie and all of a sudden it's okay for him to have a relationship with this girl who seems like so much older than he was. Yeah. Uh, so that like just didn't really play out. I understand the concept behind it, but in action watching the movie, it just didn't sell for me. Uh, on another note, the Jedi Council in this movie is a lot better. Yeah. And we get more of that. First one, we there's just nothing. development of characters. We get more substance to what they're saying. Mm. Uh, it's just overall a better experience. Yeah. Um, okay. Is that Well, let's, let's for good? summarize. I'm sure so there's going to be yeah. more points throughout. There's, yeah. there's definitely some good action, some good fight sequences. Um, 
better Jedi Council. I'm really glad that you mentioned that. Um, and then w what should be the development of the relationship, which is central to the story of the, all the prequels and the whole storyline across the trilogy. But that, I mean, there's not a lot of positive things to yeah. say about that relationship. But. No, it has to be there because we eventually get Luke. But That's I'm, why it's right. there. That's the only yeah. reason why it's there. Uh, but we do get some development, some positive development between um, Anakin and Obi-Wan in this movie. And oh, their kind of back and forth was not as bad. It was definitely better in this movie than the first one, obviously. Because um, they're actually talking to each well, other. Yeah, and, clearly. And you can see they had some smart <clears throat> things in, in order to show the relationship. I think they should have done more of that, but they did do some, and that, that's positive. I, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll talk about that aspect in the negatives. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, there's um, definitely negatives, but, too. Yeah, But no. you definitely see... Uh, I just it, love this story so much. That's why it's, yeah. my, that, that's why it's my favorite of the, <clears throat> of the prequels. And, and it's not that it's great. I just love the themes, and I love yeah. the planets, and I love the... I don't know. The CGI is better, and I don't know. And the, the reason Camino, why... The whole Camino storyline, I think, is a huge positive for this. I oh, think absolutely. the entire time, yeah. because we don't have Anakin in that and that's scene... that's why it's a that show. Is, so that is pretty good. Yeah, so when yeah. Obi-Wan goes to Camino, he talks to the... The really cool design of the aliens there and then talks about the clones and how we had no idea and they're all um, clones of what Jango Fett, which is yeah. also a really cool kind of twist to the whole storyline. That whole section of this movie was definitely probably one of the most positive things of all the trilogy. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. that, that particular portion Because we don't have, yeah. we don't have yeah. Anakin in those scenes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, you would be... Uh asking Hayden Christensen to actually be a good actor. Don't ask me to do that. And I will every <laughs> single time I watch this movie. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like for me, I, I do love the themes and I do love where they're going with the story if it was a blanket statement of someone explaining it to sure. me. But the execution was so flawed. Oh, right. Yeah, we didn't get to that portion it, of it, it yet. It just let's, corrupts let's, my yeah, entire thought. This is thought. my least favorite for those things. Right, uh, let's go negative. Re real quick, before we do okay. that, um, this was the second of this trilogy. Empire Strikes Back was the second of the original trilogy. And in its opening crawl, first two lines, um, nice. it's yeah. a dark time for the rebellion. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, Imperial troops have driven the rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. Awesome. So you already know what's going on. Awesome. Episode two. There is unrest in the Galactic Senate. Boo. <laughs> like, <laughs> first, first oh, sentence. And then the you second sentence tax, is taxation. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. Who, Who cares? No one cares. They went so political with the prequels, so, and yeah, that I think is, is definitely <laughs> something that it that is the central was, point. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, an enduring weakness to the trilogy. Uh, yeah, I mean, Pal that's the whole reason we have to get to Palpatine yeah. is to get him to to be Chancellor and to then take over and yeah. take the clones and all that and which his i army. think would be a great movie on its own like a spin-off movie seeing palpatine being trained by plagueis and then going into the senate finding his way through politics with this whole huge hidden agenda and how he manufactured it from the bottom i think that'd be a cool spin-off movie yeah but they they cover some of that in the um the clone wars well, yeah. show right i mean that's why they do that, a little bit yeah that's why that show became so popular because yeah. this movie the themes in the movie were great and so they made a show out of it yeah um <clears throat> the storyline and the like like we've been saying the yeah, execution was the biggest weakness the storyline wasn't so much although they didn't they should have given more of palpatine's um 
controlling and puppeteering yeah. behind yeah, the scenes. Sinister yeah, dealings yeah. N- yeah. sinister dealings definitely needed yeah. to be Could've, addressed. Could have used more of that, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you see it's very subtle, but yeah, you, f- you figure it out right away that it's just, it's not going to be what you want it to be. Not how it is later in the third movie. Yeah, um, but in this movie, uh, first of all, it takes the relationship between Padme and Anakin to a really creepy level where I don't feel like Padme would Padme would be able to start to like him with how creepy and oh, yeah. like forceful he kind of goes into intoxicating it. intoxicating <laughs> like it's almost it's, like she is as ad, as infatuated as he is which why would she be no there's no reason she hasn't seen him in 10 years and then he walks in and he is a total jerk yeah he's a nutcase. like there is no redeemable qualities to Anakin in this movie and that's a huge issue a huge lacking piece of their relationship is her character arc of being you're too young for me i i'm not even thinking of you as an option yeah and seeing that progress over time to the point where she's like oh you've grown up a lot and i really yeah. like you they tried to throw in some weak dialogue to kind of justify how quickly this relationship like appears out of nowhere sort of but um uh, they could have used a lot more time to show like okay i'm not interested oh, I'm starting to be interested, and oh, now I'm interested. I just don't really feel like there's any qualities to Anakin that you can get behind because he's openly defying Obi-Wan, where Obi-Wan's like, Anakin, be quiet. Like, oh, you need to learn your place, and blah, 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 because he's so defiant. He's so bratty. He does save her life. He he does. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is the one where, uh, first of all, Obi-Wan is super bold and awesome by diving out the window and grabbing onto that droid. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, that was yeah. that was super. Speaking of that, that whole cool. scene was uh, very odd with the cutting of the glass and the yeah. entering of those worm things or yeah. whatever. No sensors caught that. Yeah, I, I mean, no I sensors caught not. that. <laughs> no. So R two, he's he's just he's doing nothing. Yeah, I guess so. He's asleep, like in and then. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> and also, was that a flashlight, like a regular flashlight? I think doing so. <laughs> I mean, that was awful. Um, At least it could have been like more focused or something. When they're doing that chase and they go into like that industrial area and they knock over that tower, the enemy ship is just flying straight through it, and Anakin's like swerving in between energy things, and it's like yeah, it's fire that's coming up fire. Yeah, and yeah, it's like, and dude, like, just why are you doing that? Straight line, man. And then that's all the dialogue about how much Obi Wan hates flying yeah. and blotty, blotty don't care but these are some of the things that i thought were kind of a positive for this movie some of the rare positives for this movie was uh their dynamic through the whole him piloting and Mm. catching obi-wan and obi-wan being like oh you're too reckless you know and um that whole interaction i thought that was kind of positive um it makes sense for his character it really does uh, this is what i would say really fell apart for me was with the padme anakin relationship and then he goes off and kills the sand people and his the, just the acting in that was them. so weak that I hate them. I hate them. Um, I killed them. The women and the children too. All of them. Um, no, but where, where I have issues with that though, in that scene, like yeah, the theme is good, but I'm not going to come to you with an idea of being an inventor and then you're going to call me a great inventor unless I invent it and do it correctly. Right. Right. So if the execution is off in that scene, it's a great idea. 
But I don't think it really serves the whole idea of the movie. Which scene are we talking about? Oh, like them piloting through the thing. I mean, it's cool seeing them fly, but there's just so many little things that are just kind of, eh, I can't fully commit to it yeah, being. But what what the positive is, is the relationship between Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan that we see in that scene. And, and kind of their differences, but also the fact that we're establishing that they've had a relationship for some time. <clears throat> Anakin has been excuse me, training under Obi-Wan for a while. And yeah. um, I like that they kind of established that fairly well. But right, the the um, the execution isn't great. And I think that's just, you know, further weaknesses in, in Hayden Christensen. He's just not likable. And, and no. he's not charming enough. He's you just not likable. Punch him. You need to like him so that it hurts you when he goes to the dark side. And that is something that's never really established. And this is the movie where it would have been really... It would have behooved them very well yeah. to do that, to establish him as likable. No, and they, 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 they don't do that. They do it in the third movie, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, they're, they're, all of his torture of self and his adolescence it's so and his unearned immaturity and, ridiculous. and all of that, coming from this, the arcing of the character is, is, is awful because we have this sweet, innocent little child, and then we have this terrible brat of Just a... a teenager awful person and then we have a very developed third character third, yeah you know in revenge of the sith yeah and it doesn't make sense no this is the part of the execution that is maybe the worst yeah and probably what this is the jar jar binks of the <laughs> attack of the clones i mean it's so bad and hayden christensen is a great actor yeah in other movies in yeah. this particular one it's awful um uh, well, I think about the script, and, and uh, originally so when hard. I first watched these movies, I was like, gosh, there's so many problems with the script and with the writing, but Hayden Christensen just did not, like, he definitely underperformed as, mm-hmm. as the actor of Anakin, so it's not just the script, but... Um, we can get, there was a lot of, he is more of a character in Revenge of the Sith, but he, he has a lot of problems in his arc and when he becomes evil in that movie that we'll get to later. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but that's um, a huge weakness for that movie as th- well. There was a good that I forgot to mention. Um, a lot of the cinematography, which I can't really say cinematography, a lot of the digital effects of landscapes that they made beautiful and picturesque like the scene with anakin on tatooine talking to the jawas i'm like oh i want a poster of that and oh, then yeah. it shows him looking at the tuscan raider camp on the edge of the cliff and i'm like oh i want a poster of that like every time they show a shot like it's it they have some really beautiful scenery and really good use of special effects and then there's other spots where they're just like okay we'll pull money from here yeah <laughs> and absolutely. It, there's it's no consistency like the in the beginning where it starts yeah. off really pretty and then for some reason, it's not so pretty by the end of just the end of the chase. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's just very odd. Yeah, Sorry. it's weird. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's okay, Finley. Um, we. Uh, do you guys want to hear some interesting stuff that I Absolutely. found? Absolutely. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, yes. So yes. there's there's a scene which is the big big turning point. Um, it was there's a whole thing deleted of. Of Sidious. <laughs> Can you let the cat in? We have a cat Garfielding on a screen window. Um, but there's a whole scene of Sidious, Emperor Palpatine, yeah. um, talking to Count Dooku and telling him to pay the Tusken Raiders to kidnap Anakin's mother. Right. And Shmi. That, yeah, Shmi, Skywalker. And that was deleted. 
Which Why? I don't know. But there's, in episode three, we'll talk about it, but there's a follow-up in that movie of another scene that was deleted that mentions that. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, another thing that they did, um, which I didn't notice in the movie until I read about it, and then I read about it in a lot of places, and I was like, oh, I guess they do actually do that. When Anakin starts killing the the raiders outside of the thing, and he's like cutting them up and cuts off the one's head, and it shows him very faint in the background, you can hear Qui-Gon Jinn going, no, Anakin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. Why don't they play that up more? Like, yeah, show they don't Qui-Gon, mention it at all. Yeah, coming from the Force to try and stop really him. Short. Yeah, it I mean, should have been cuts, so much more. He cuts more. off two heads, and he looks towards uh, some other... Uh, whatchamacallits, yeah. and then, then Native that terrible panning in and blacking out. Uh, which, by the way, can we talk about the transitions of each of the scenes? Yeah. Uh, that is another thing that kind of is a negative for me. Um, they took the same thing that they did in A New Hope, and they did it for all three of the other movies. Yeah. That weird time clock uh, transition. Yep, it's like, it's and like then the, the closing in, like 007 uh, yeah. scope in. It's like George Lucas got a computer with a built in video editing software and was just going through all the transitions on <laughs> throughout the movie, <laughs> like, oh, Star Wipe. <laughs> like, um, Ryan, yes. Before you guys uh, veer off from that, um, during the Tuscan, the uh, Tuscan massacre, yeah, um, I do wish that they would have extended that entire scene, yeah, rather than just been like slice two things and here comes Darth Vader, yeah. But uh, uh, another interesting thing, um, Jango Fett after he fights with Obi Wan and he's getting back onto Slave One with Boba piloting, which baby Boba Fett makes me just want to punch everyone in the face. Like if I could just run down the street, knock on doors, punch faces, and then keep running, I'd be happy. Baby Boba, baby Boba Fett, just like get him, Dad. It's like that was dope. Oh man, okay, you wait, are wait, the wait. before worst. we like before we even. I need to just harp on this moment okay so he goes and kills the sand people because his mother is he has a dream he realizes that his mother's in danger he goes and kills like this entire community of sand people Mm -hmm. uh this is supposed to be very central to his character very central to the whole storyline of anakin which is what these movies were supposed to be the storyline of anakin um very central to so all three movies um and it's just his his acting, the performance, like do a few takes. Like after the first one and you see that it's horrible, do a couple other ones. Be like, hey, let's play it a little more serious this no. time. Hey, let's not cry so much this time. Like No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So th- this that is okay, so this is the reason that I think Attack of the Clones is the worst of the three. Purely for this scene, because he's like, I killed them, all of them. It's just, it's so awkward. It's painful to watch. It's painful to listen to. I just, I can't believe that this made it into the movie because I feel like it's so weak. It doesn't establish what it's supposed to establish. You don't feel for him. You don't care about the whole scene. It's just Uh, awkward. So um, I had to, I had to vent on that. No, yeah. Uh, I've talked to you about this before, but that scene could have been so gut-wrenching <laughs> yeah, yeah gut-wrenching but i think it would have been great to show him basically like sitting on the floor in shock almost yeah. just totally stoic Absolutely. dead face explaining like shocked. i killed the women i killed the children 
and just like staring at a wall, like not even looking at her, making eye contact, just kind of re-going through it in his head and being just emotionless dead about it. Right. It's clear that Hayden Christensen doesn't have the acting chops to play that scene. So how about he hasn't had time to develop feelings about it yet? He's still kind of figuring out how he feels about it. So that way he can just say the lines deadpan. So that way it's not a huge stress upon his ability to act, but also it still makes sense within the story that he's... I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know what to think yet. Instead of being like really upset, but really awkward at the same time. And just, uh, yeah. And and not only that, but would you go straight to Padme and tell her about it? Or would you kind of come back and kind of brood for a while? Yeah, process it a little bit. Right. Absolutely. Do you want an example of his acting? Yeah. If you're suffering as much as I am, please tell me. (laughs) (laughs) If you are suffering as much as I am. Before we harp on him too much, I just want to say that he is not a terrible actor. He is young at this point. Yeah. This particular movie, I don't think is great. It is terrible. But um, (laughs) but he's not a bad actor. I don't want him to listen to this and feel bad. No, yeah, Uh, Hayden. I know you've listened to all of our stuff. I like Broken Glass. Yeah. Corey, you just want to cover my bases. I'm sure he's really going to get a surge of anger, which will make him better because Surge, the drink, is amazing. Surge! Corey, uh, you, you were saying that other people auditioned for this part that would have been an interesting or better casting choice? Yes. I want to hear some of that. This an older Jake Lloyd? made me so angry. <laughs> okay, possible Anakins. Ryan Philippe, Paul Walker, Colin, Paul Walker. Colin Hanks, uh, and Jonathan Brandis. Now, George chose Hayden because he looked good with Natalie Portman. Height-wise? Really? Just like them staying together. He's like, oh, you guys look good together. Oh, you so, mean like as a couple. So forget any sort of acting by any of these people who are actual right. actors. It was all about how he looked. And let's go with, hey, this loser. I really like the idea <laughs> Sorry, of Paul Hayden. Walker as Anakin. I think Paul Walker would have yeah. been pretty good. Yeah, Paul Walker um, would have been really awesome. Um, also, uh, Jango Fett, after the big fight in the water and he's getting on Slave 1, uh, he actually bonks his head, entering the thing as a throwback to A New Hope when the Stormtrooper nice. hits his head oh, through the door. That's nice. Yeah, um, I will say that I think that's positive. my least favorite fight, too. Yeah. Holy jetpack usage. <laughs> no, he does. I mean, come he on. He does that weird, like, crawly thing along the side where he can just magically stick to stuff, and then he shoots the rocket. It's like, you always look at yeah. the rocket, and you're like, you yeah. think, like, you're standing or flying, and it'd go straight up and then, like, swarm down and hit people. But instead, he's, like, frog crawling along the side of it, and it's totally he's, out of character. Yeah, Spider-Man, Fe- Spider-Fett. Spider, Spider Fett, yeah. I thought that Django Fett was a good cast, though. I liked. Him. Oh yeah, I liked his. Uh, <laughs> I liked the actor. I liked yeah. the character. Yeah. But they, that particular fight scene was just yeah. Like, yeah. That's just poor choreography. They also did. Uh, you know how Obi Wan during that chase, he's hiding in an asteroid and like Django flies by, long enough. and then Obi Wan goes in, yeah, mm-hmm. and like follows him. Um, that apparently is supposed to explain how Boba Fett later on figures out Han's hiding on the thing and going and Boba Fett's hiding in that asteroid field on Slave 1 and then follows the Millennium Falcon. That's apparently supposed to tie in with that. I say I say no. I call BS on that. For <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas. Madman. Um, and you heard my thing about the Tusken Raiders uh, with Dooku paying them to kidnap Shmi on orders of 
Sidious. Right. And I thought that was great. Yes. Uh, the working title for this movie was Jar Jar's Big Adventure because of everyone hating Jar Jar. So George Lucas named it Jar Jar's Big Adventure. Hey. George. Wait, hold on. Say that one more time. <laughs> Jar Jar's Big Adventure? Yeah, that was like um, just a placement name for this movie while they were filming it because everyone hated Jar Jar. So George Lucas was like, oh, it's going to be Jar Jar's Big Adventure. That is terrible. Yeah. I don't even want to think about that. Yeah, uh, this is the only Star Wars film not top grossing for the year, and it was behind Spider-Man and the Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Yeah, I heard Harry Potter was a thrown in the mix there too, right? Yeah. Which is part of the reason that all these movies came out all at the same time um, or close to. Yeah. Uh, another big issue I had, Dexter Jetster. That is the name of the guy Obi-Wan knows that apparently served in the military together. Uh, now you he's don't a like chef. him? His name is Dexter Jetster. <laughs> okay, it's stupid, but I love that character. <laughs> I think the character's like, okay. Like old guy who knows a whole bunch of stuff. He's clearly seen some I, yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm not against the character, and I like how Obi-Wan has a friend. I feel like yeah. that's pretty cool. But yeah, his cool. name is Dexter Jetster. Okay, so bad naming. Yeah. Bad, terrible naming. It's just awful. Terrible. Um, uh, also, uh, as you notice, there's uh, Captain Typho who's in this, who has like the weird mechanical eye. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's in the beginning. Um, Panaka was actually supposed to be in it, but the actor wanted to read the script, and they're like, no, you can't read the script. So he's like, okay, well, I'm dropping out. So they created that character and cast that guy to replace the Panaka role. Interesting. Yeah. Why wouldn't they let him read the script? Just worried of spoilers? Well, there are dude, a lot of questions dude, who about knows? this movie. <laughs> we <laughs> will never have Like, why was why it Why didn't made? they have quality control? <laughs> um, okay, so I think a big issue that we need to talk about um, before we move on into the next little question that I'm going to ask you, the romance scene. Where they're like rolling around, rolling around the, on the yeah. it's grass. Uh, Anakin's it's very, it's like innocent. juggling and like floating fruit, and he's like, "Yeah." And then, uh, then we really started doing aggressive negotiations, and he makes another comment yeah, about yeah, aggressive yeah. negotiations. And then he's like riding the thing and falls, and she's like, "Anakin, are you okay?" And flips him over, and he's like, <laughs> "Tricked like, you." Rolling around in the grass, and then he's like holding her on him, and it's just like. See, this is another um, example of where like faking that he's injured and then she comes to check on him and he kind of like it's just spins him. around like that i can see that happening in a real relationship and being really charming, no i know but, but they're, they're not in a relationship forced. Forced. at that point in time yeah exactly and it's so this is an example of the writing not being not so the bad, force just yeah but so the clear. execution yeah. of it not really working it's it's kind of like how i see it is he's such a jerk throughout the whole thing that's just another jerk move of him pretending to be injured, and she's worried and comes over, and he's like, I'm going to hold you on me. Like, I think yeah, it's just because you hate him so much. I, oh, just <laughs> face punches. When, so. when I watch this movie, I, I, I'm, one of the primary things in my mind is, why on earth is Padme why? into this guy? <laughs> Yeah. Like he's such there a jerk. No he's such an idiot. Reason. Like he he doesn't listen it's, to authority. He has no respect, and yet she. It's for progression of the story. Is the, right. the only reason. But it's not believable. No, it's not. Right. What would you guys do to fix this? Is there any major story beats that you would change? Would you add in something? Would you completely change Less the format? Romance for sure. I don't think it really needs to be there. It it's made to be a big like a, a huge theme of the movie, mm. and I don't think it's that necessary. We already know. What's going to happen? Yeah, we already know that they're going to get together. A lot we of this could have been done know. through glances. See, I don't, I don't agree. I think the second movie can be a bit of a love story, kind of like they did it in Deadpool. Like, 
have have this the driving force be him and Padme, but do it well. It could be a love yeah, story, but, but do they do don't need well. Well, a well, love a scene. A lot of the reason that doesn't work is because they they break it up into a montage instead of actually giving it any uh, serious time. And also the whole the beginning the the first movie did such a poor job of making that even believable that they would have a relationship that the second movie has a lot of ground to cover, and so it doesn't work because of that. I think it I think it makes sense to have. The romance be a big part because his relationship with Padme is a big part of his character. What I think you could do, though, is you could easily do that through glances and flirty conversation. And then when you get to like a scene like the arena scene, then it could really come out and actually have some weight to it instead of the super force and rushed thing. And you could have him being like overconfident and cocky and she's kind of like kind of a Leia Han Solo type thing where she's kind of like, oh, you're crazy. But really, she's right, like right. this guy. And not, and not only that, but in the beginning of the movie, he saves her life. And I think they should have played upon that romantically yeah. more. I mean, if sure. a guy saves your life, you're going to be interested. If like, Padme would have requested Anakin to join her to that planet, that would have been a little bit oh, more yeah. interesting. That would have been Instead nice. of that being that yeah, been very put nice. upon him. Yeah. 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 Um, I wouldn't like change that. a little a thing about Obi Wan's character at all. No, I think it's absolutely perfect. I think also uh, Count Dooku is also a really great character. I wouldn't great, change great that. Great acting, great performance. Great, yeah. Well, it's Christopher Lee. Now, yeah. what I would change is that that lightsaber fight between Yoda and Dooku. Hmm. It, you would change. You I would. Like that? I don't like. I know you said you like the cane thing. He drops hmm. the cane. He jumps all over the place, and then and then he picks up the cane and does it again. So why? <laughs> why does he do that? I don't understand why. So he's able to use the force in order to be able to fight like this, mm. but then he goes back to being a frail old man. How does the the force doesn't work like that? In, I kind of saw my it as part of his um, perception, his disguise almost is like he's he his part of his persona is being a frail old man. So yeah, that people and, underestimate. And a lot him. of what he talks about is things aren't what they seem. Right. With, him like size matters not and yeah. all that kind of stuff well, that's, um yeah. i i just kind of like the idea that he is so in tune with the force it's like swimming almost but he's blinded right. by anakin and no everyone Sidious. is just jumping back for two seconds into episode right. one even though we're done with it yeah, yeah. qui-gon yeah. is on the ship and he's like i sense a lot of fear of like the entire planet and he's right. two feet away from anakin and he's just like let's see if you have forge powers interesting right. like well, you can pick up on any with, of that with yoda and the and the fight specific i do like how uh count dooku says i think it's clear that this isn't going to be settled by our skills with a lightsaber but rather our skills with the force or he um, said opposite other, that yeah opposite that Oh, they were throwing oh stuff. yeah, because oh, they were doing they the throwing. They start with the yeah. throwing yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Anyhow, either way, I like that whole dynamic. It, it brings up the fact that they can both Chivalry. fight with the Force I mean, and like, with the lightsaber. Just being gentlemen about the whole thing. I thought that was I great. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love like that. Like, it's the most civilized time. Yeah, unlike we see with Anakin uh, slaughtering all those um, Tusken Raiders. Yeah. There's no dignity in that. And, right. But these fights but are But when so they fight like je- like knights. They fight like, uh, like knights. Like with an old, like with this pattern of rules that are yeah, that exactly. are passed on from the olden times with people who use the force. And that's something that makes Count Dooku such a dynamic villain is that he's still respectable. He's smart and, too. Yeah. He's mm. surrounding himself with all those droids. He knows yeah. when to leave. He those are things I guess I wouldn't change. I know we were talking about things that no, we yeah. would change about it, but it's hard to not talk about yeah, that. I, okay I feel like my ideal version of Vader and his life and how he became would be doing the first movie with him like around the age of 12, like really kind of not sure about himself. And then you have these Jedi coming in and they're like, 
hey, you have this ability, but you seem too old. It's like usually we start training him a lot younger, but they're like, man, he's such a power. Like, yeah, we can't maybe pass up we the can't pass up the opportunity. You could be the chosen one, and they take him. In the second one, he's older still, and you kind of have the relationship with Padme, and uh, he's really testing those grounds. And the movie ends with the big him going evil and becoming right. Darth Vader. In the third movie, I think would be really interesting with the Emperor and Darth Vader going around establishing the fear that everyone has for them. Because we only see like Darth Vader and then Darth Vader here, and he was feared at some point and like this right. super crazy right. bad guy. And then it'd also be interesting seeing Obi-Wan on Tatooine, like looking over child Luke. And then like maybe some people figure out who he is or who the child is, and they're like, oh, we gotta tell him. So Obi-Wan's on a mission to like stop this information from leaving Tatooine. And like be able to show those. But you're aspects. going further on down into the series, though. I am. I'm going yeah. a lot more of a prequel to the original trilogy instead of just being like separate random thing and separate random thing. But you almost couldn't do that because then you really wouldn't have Revenge of the Sith. You're like skipping elements of. It, it would be basically be Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith in one movie. Okay. Right, and then and then a whole new movie for that the actual third. Yes, the way to Corey really see it. how the galaxy operated under see, Darth Vader and the Emperor. Much. I think you could fix a lot by just focusing more on Obi Wan and his. That's just my idea. Character yeah. situation, character progression, um, and then making not killing off Darth Maul so that he uh, is a is a yeah. force to be reckoned with. But there can only the be trilogy. two. That's yeah, that's the, know, the rule of the two set. that you can't you can't have done that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Right, but that still plays. It, but, that still plays know. because Count Dooku has is not working with Sidious anymore in in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, he's like a separate force who has who has um, separated himself, and that's something. Another interesting thing about Count Dooku is that he is completely separate. He's not really a Sith, but he's not a Jedi either. He's like in between. And I think I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, okay, what, what they did—he's like him. a mercenary, right? In, so you in could a still sense. have He's him coexist. With, you could have him coexist with I, okay. Sidious and Maul. I can Maul. see that. Yeah. I see him as more of a like. Uh, they kill Darth Maul and Sidious is like crap. I need another henchman, and then he meets Anakin, and he's like, "I expect good things from you," and he's like. I'm going to raise this kid to be my apprentice, but I need someone as a placeholder. (laughs) And so he kind of went to um, uh, Dooku as like, okay, well, he's out of the Jedi order. He kind of doesn't agree with them. I'll kind of get him on my side as a placeholder. And then when Anakin comes of age and I can manipulate him enough, he'll be my apprentice. So I do really like that dynamic. I think that's interesting. Yeah, we do start to see that manipulation even in this movie. Yeah. Which is super prevalent in the third movie. Yes, yes. but mean, big uh, time. But this is subtle, and I kind of like that. Yeah, that element of it. Uh, I don't. Speaking of negatives, I, this whole Senate thing. We talked about the opening <laughs> crawl. This Senate BS. I don't care for any no. of the politics. Yeah, and for a senator, uh, you know, Padme Amdala, or whatever you call her, um, she doesn't do anything. No. in the political world, no one. Uh, since really? the first movie when she stands up and makes that speech for um, vote of no confidence. Yeah. Right. So we don't see any of that politics that they're really talking about. We just see, uh, you know, Senator Palpatine, he comes in, he's like, hey, um, so everything's going really good and I'm definitely going to be chancellor or emperor or whatever. I just wanted to let you know. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. That, that's another uh, example of where the animated series added a lot of positive things. There's an episode where she goes and meets with one of her friends who is actually on the side of 
the rebellion yeah. to the Senate and and uh, but like they respect each other and they kind of work out a deal so that they could end the war, war and so the I don't know it was just it, it added a lot of excitement to the whole storyline which becomes very bogged down and boring in the yeah. movies so yeah, yeah I, I feel like there's a good movie in here somewhere yeah, but they hidden. take the character that I'm most invest, invested in which is Anakin Skywalker and they the execution is so poor like we yeah. need more from you in your slaughter and then we need more from you as a person to be able to be really invested yeah and you know speaking of it's that character is how it should be hayden mm-hmm. christians plays anakin how he should be but it's almost like over the top yeah if you would have just toned it down a little bit it would have been more believable yeah because i do think that that's the character that he is supposed to be yeah from innocent to uh arrogant hmm. um right. to to troubled and and uh you know fighting all of these feelings if from the progression it makes complete sense yeah but the execution is so poor I, I feel like they went too far with the arrogant into um, insubordinate. and Yeah, like the whole why thing when they're yeah. sitting in uh, at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, I was like, and just Obi-Wan's some sort of Jedi something. or Jedi Council just be yeah. like, dude, okay, this kid is not working out. Like, right. There's no way they'd be like, okay, we'll keep teaching you powers of the universe. <laughs> like, you're, you're kind of a dick, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's just crazy to me. Um, all right, so I think that's going to wrap it up for episode two. Any final thoughts? I'm, I can't really say that. I I, I I am looking forward to talking about the returning elements of this movie in Revenge of the Sith. Mm. So I think this builds really nicely. Yeah. And like I said, I love the story um, and the themes of this movie. And it, it is my favorite movie. It's it's just unfortunate that it was executed so God awfully terribly Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you said that there's a good movie in this. I feel that way about all the prequels. There's a good yeah. movie in there somewhere. They just weren't quite able to bring it out and and there's a lot of polishing that was needed to be done that was never done. It almost feels like a lot of these movies were rushed. Yeah. Um like they wanted to get them out in theaters right away or something, but um yeah, overall uh, Attack of the Clones could have been one of the best uh, ended up being one of the worst yeah alright uh, we'll be back with episode 3 bye